The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Friday edition of Talking Cowboys as we lead you into week two between the Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys. We're back 930 every weekday and we're bringing you some fire as it's say it with your chest Friday. We get everything off the chest of Cowboys fans and our own chest and we, we give the keys to the game. We figure out what's right, what's wrong with Cowboys Nation and then we get you set for kickoff on Sunday at noon on Fox. I'm Kyle Yeomans alongside Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Isaiah Stanback. Guys, it's been a week. It really has around Cowboys Nation and around the star. There's a lot of panic already with an 0-1-1 start and some of the injuries that the Cowboys are dealing with. But because it's Friday, because we're just getting started mm. on a Friday, let's stay positive. How about that? Y- y'all okay with doing some positive notes to start off on Friday here? I'm ready to say with my chest, Kyle. Ready to say it with your chest. So, yes, let's stay positive. The first positive thing is Isaiah's back with us on a Friday. He was not here last Friday. He's here on this Friday. So right. there's a positive. How about that? Right. There's a positive. The second, there is a positive. The second positive is, let's say, uh, how about this? Amari Cooper uh, It was only limited in practice yesterday, and we're going to get into to mm. potential injury updates coming up in just a little bit. But he wasn't a, did not practice. He was just limited. So that's a positive, right? Guys, positive? Sure. Rob? Uh, sure. Rob? Sure. Okay. Rob It'd be great if he wasn't on the injury report at all 48, <laughs> 48 hours before the game. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a little You've got a cool there. T-shirt on, Kyle. That's a positive. Oh, I do I have a cool shirt. T-shirt on. That is a positive. This is from the Cowboys Pro Shop. You should go check it out and get your own because this is one of the new, like, vintage lines for the 60th anniversary. I thought it was pretty cool. It's got Cowboy Joe on it, so I decided to sport it on the show. You guys will uh, – you guys will be a wow. part of that that wow. pro shop game. That looks, that looks wow. awesome. Kyle. Thanks, man. Um, I sure wish I can give me one of those. I know. I mean, Isaiah, wouldn't you like to have yeah. a shirt mm. like that? Wouldn't that be cool? I would. You know, I'm still rocking my uh, my polo from like you know uh, 2007 years. So I mean, it still works. <laughs> but, uh, That's from the golf tournament. You got they, hey, they there. give yeah. they give great two shirts out at the golf tournament yeah. every year. I love yeah. it. Well, that's the thing is, you guys will get your you, you'll get your pro shop gear. But if you want to go get pro shop gear, the pro shop's open. You can go look at it online as well so go check it out they do great stuff but here's the most positive thing I could potentially give you guys before we get into maybe some of the negatives that the Cowboys are having to deal with but the most positive thing is that as of Sunday at noon pro football will be back in Texas and I think that's something to celebrate and there will be fans in the stands still not a, a, a disclosed amount in terms of how many fans will be there but Mike McCarthy's talked about it. We've talked about it all week. But finally, football is back in the Lone Star State. It'll be before the Texans kick off. The Texans didn't play there in week one, so the Cowboys will officially be the first pro team to play in Texas. And I think that's something to celebrate and get excited about for Cowboys Nation out there because, hey, we get to watch football in our own backyard, and I think that's something positive to look at. But let's look at some of the negatives. And I mentioned the injury report with Amari Cooper only being limited 
but apparently dealing with a foot issue, Rob. They were, he was not the only one on that list that was a bit of a surprise, as Tyron Smith did not practice as he's dealing with a neck issue. What can you tell me about Amari Cooper and Tyron Smith and what we're dealing with and the amount of severity that we're dealing with heading into week one? Man, I, I found myself looking at the schedule today saying, when's the bye week? Like, <laughs> can, we, can, the, can the bye week get here soon enough? And then I realized, oh, it's like two weeks before Thanksgiving. So we got a long way to go before everybody can heal up. Um, Mike McCarthy was on the fan this morning doing an interview, and he said he's not alarmed by Tyron Smith's neck injury, but it's something they're looking at. And he was also asked, is offensive line probably your biggest concern going into week two? And he said, I would, he said yeah, I would say yes. Wow. Not good, Bob. Not, not great right now. <laughs> With your, with your top three tackles being banged up, two of them will arguably your top three tackles, most experienced tackles, Cam Irving, Lyle Collins on injured reserve right now. And with Tyron, I mean, he's played through a lot of things before, and so it's entirely possible he's going to be ready to go by Sunday, get some treatment. He, as Isaiah knows, they've got a great athletic training staff. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it is, it, it's something that, that raises your eyebrows because – you know, you're already down. You got Terrence Steele at right tackle, or you, or you did in week one. So how does that affect the functionality of the offense going forward? And then Amari Cooper being limited, you know, I don't know necessarily if, there, if he's in any danger of missing the game, uh, but how effective is he, is he going to be? Because he had to play through stuff last year, and it mm-hmm. clearly affected him last year as well. So not great to see that on the injury report yesterday. Heckman, is this something that we need to be extremely concerned about whenever it comes to not having Amari Cooper and Tyron Smith? I don't want to send chills down the spines of Cowboys fans out there, but let's look back at the Jets game last year when you didn't have your tackles and you didn't really have Amari for the majority of the game, but that's kind of what we're being reminded of right now, right? Hey, fellas, have you ever been to a restaurant and they serve you that mystery meat? And you eat it and you ask yourself, what is this exactly? It's it's chicken-ish, right? And then you get home and then that that little girdle in your stomach, like it's just like, oh, why did I eat that? That's the feeling I got in my stomach when I saw the ESPN flash Mm. of Tyron Smith, right? So... I'm it's sorry. like I had you mystery got, you got, meat. You got the mystery meat bubble guts, man? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to say that, but thank you for going ahead and taking it there. But that's where I'm at with, with the news that Tyra Smith in the neck. And then this morning, this morning when I hear Mike McCarthy say, oh, no, I'm, I'm not, they're not alarmed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, man, this is why. Why? 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 Uh, Rob, like you said, but, but right before on a Friday, <laughs> right before 40 hours before the. Why do we have to deal with this news? But look, in, in, in football, I understand you're going to have little things happen, the ebb and flows, and I know, and, and, and no one expects to go through a 16-game season, regular season, and expect for everyone to be healthy, and and look, we don't have an all-pro all at every position as a backup, but this is not the week, and especially coming off of a loss in what we've deemed a must-win game in week two, yay, uh, <laughs> that, we, that we are now questioning whether our left tackle is oh. going to play. Man, the PFF grade last week on our offensive line was horrible. We ranked the third worst in the league in for, for, for the first week. 
We need all hands on deck, and we definitely need Tyron to be a part of those hands. So, yeah, I'm a little nervous, and the mystery meat in my stomach is bubbling. <laughs> hey, bubble guts. Hey, I'm sorry. I can't get past this bubble, mystery meat <laughs> bubble guts. Kyle, if, I swear, Kyle, if we come back next week and we have a segment sponsored by some baby wipe company. Anyway, hey, let's talk about this, okay? Tyra, Amari Cooper, I can't get it out. Uh, Amari Cooper is going to be fine, okay? Whatever that is, I honestly think that they're yeah. just keeping a, a keeping track of the, the mileage that he has on him. Um, you know, you, you mentioned, Rob, in terms of the training staff that the Cowboys have, they have um, one of the best, if not the best. And trust me, I was with those guys all the time, so I know. Um, unfortunately, those guys are absolutely amazing with, with Britt Brown and, and, and Jim Maurer over there. They're, they're, they're dope. Um, so they, I know they have a lot of technology in terms of tracking, you know, tracking devices that guys wear during practice, how much, how, how fast they're running, how many miles they've ran. So I honestly think they're just limiting his uh, his mileage, right, going into this big week where I believe that they're going to face a substantial amount of man coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to have to be on his on his horse. So they, they definitely want to make sure that he's going into it at 100%. Now, Tyron Smith, that's something you want to keep an eye on because if my last name is McKinley or Fowler, my doggone ears are up right now like a pit bull, okay? Because you already know if these guys are already hurting at one right tackle position. And now if you tell me that this guy is not going to be at 100%, it's a, it's a wounded animal, right? I mean, just imagine what a hyena is going to do out there in a safari, right, as soon as you recognize that his, that his prey is, is wounded. So this is not something you don't want to see. Him. I don't know if there's a way that you can hide guys on the injury report. Obviously not. Um, but they, they literally just let everybody know on that defense that, hey, guess what? He's not 100%. So whew, we're going to see what happens. If you want to be positive about it, you know, Tyron and Amari both had little hamstring deals in training camp, yeah. and they were very, very careful with both guys. And I think Tyron in particular, like, you know, Amari, at least he got some practice work in yesterday. Like Isaiah said, not as concerned about that, I don't think. Uh, but with Tyron, man, anytime he has a little something, they are very careful because he's, he's this is his 11th season. He cannot practice and be ready to go, you know. And so I think they're going to be obviously – very careful with him. I, but the problem is I don't think we're going to have much of a gauge based on today because if the schedule's anything like it was last week, and I think it is, you know, it's just a walkthrough today. So the final injury report's going to be an estimation based off of, you know, the, what happened early in the week. Um, so we'll see. Stay now, tuned, I guess. if you had to put a percentage on it, Rob, based off of what you've heard in Tyron Smith's availability going into Sunday, what would your percentage be confidence level-wise that he would play? I'd put it above 50 right now. I mean, I, th- I think he might be listed as questionable. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But um, I-, I think with a couple days to go, I'm, I'm optimistic he can play, but it's going to have to depend on how he feels over the next couple days. So, But I would put it above 50-50 for okay. now. That doesn't necessarily make me feel any better, but I, I was at least wanting him <laughs> no, to get a truthful, hey, st- you know hey, truthful statement. Hey, he, he will be playing. Okay, he so Isaiah is yours a little bit higher up it. then? Yeah, he's 100%. He'll be playing. He's not. Uh-huh. He may not be feeling 100%, but there's a 100% chance he's going to be playing. There's no question about it. You're not going into this game that you cannot lose. And, yes, I, I'm, I have been calling it a must win, and it definitely is a must win. Yeah. We're all in agreement, right? Not, yeah, yeah, heck. Yeah, yeah. Must win. This is not a chance. I mean, being an 11-year pro and a veteran and, you know, pro bowler and all that jazz, there's no way that you're not going to go out there and protect your man back there um, in this. And it's a very, very essential game. 
Yeah, Rob, I don't, I don't know what the percentages are, Kyle, uh, mm -hmm. but I know it's 100% that we need him to play. Yeah. And <laughs> what, whatever, whatever, we, whatever we have to do, no matter how we adjust the game plan to, to fit him in it, let's make it happen because he is, he is a piece to this this week that we cannot afford to lose. Especially going up against that defensive line. I mean, you, you already mentioned it, Isaiah, whenever it comes to Tack McKinley, Dante Fowler Jr. on the edge, and then you've got defensive tackles who get pressure on the quarterback, which I know Cowboys Jared, fans think that's, yep. that, that's, a, that's a foreign language because it hasn't been the case over the, over the past five years. But Grady Jarrett gets pressure on the opposing quarterback. Even Tyler Davison back there for the Fresno State product. I think all of those guys have a chance to, to make an early impact and take advantage of a wounded offensive line. And like you said earlier, Rob, whenever it came to Mike McCarthy talking to the media today, he was asked that question. Was that the biggest concern moving into week two? And he said, yeah, it probably is the biggest concern. Outside of that concern, though, guys, what is the biggest positive going into week two? Let's stay positive on a Friday. Say it with your chest and turn around. What are some things we're looking forward to and where the Cowboys can turn around on the other side of things and take advantage of something from the Falcons' defense? Um, I'll start this one off. Uh, on, on a positive note, I think you got two positives, and it's both on the defensive side of the ball. I think that you've established your second starting corner. Right mm. um, in Diggs, and you, you heard you heard McCarthy speak on it. Um, he feels really confident in Diggs, and he thinks that he's earned his spot. So knowing that you have a solid corner there, who is a who's who's a rookie, obviously and he's he's learning. Um, but the fact that you can instill that confidence in him is going to only help him. Now just make sure that you don't put him on Julio, um, and you can continue building his confidence. <laughs> but <laughs> I think that it's awesome that you've established that as um, as your as your two starters. Now you got your Cheeto, and you got your and you have um, Diggs. So boom, you're good there on a, on, a, on a second good note I think that you know a pissed off Mike Nolan is good I think I think a, 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 an embarrassed Mike Nolan is good for this for this entire team for an entire Cowboys nation. So I think he's going to come out a lot more aggressively than he did in the first game. I think he's not going to sit back and be patient and try to figure out what this team's going to do. I think he is really going to just self check himself. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has this week and says, "Who am I?" And I'm going to go out here and remind everybody what I do and why my name is what it is. Um, let's go out here and put some pressure on the on these Falcons. Yeah, defensively, for me, it's Alvin Smith is the silver lining for, for that defense. I mm -hmm. think what he was able to accomplish uh, against the Rams, just showing how tough he can be in run support, man, that's, we need that, especially going up against Todd Gurley. Uh, he's, we got to have that defensive end that can, can shut things down. Also, I guess, and, and you, you said it, Isaiah, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Diggs, to me, di didn't seem as though the lights were too bright, the moment was too big. He looked like a guy had, who had been there before. And we have to keep in mind that he has played some really some big-time football in Alabama. So those are the two bright spots for me on the defensive side of the ball. And I just feel like if we just continue to build on that and, again, build that confidence, I don't know how much you can hide him scheme-wise as far as keeping him away from Julio Jones, but how else do you grade him, Isaiah? How else do you get a grade on this guy unless you see him against the best there is? And so I want to see. I want to see where he fits, where he's going to be, and what the future is going to be for Trayvon Diggs. And you can get a big sample size of that versus these three receivers. Um, um um, heck, what, you got it. You got I'm not, it. You I'm not, I'm not, I don't want no smoke. I don't want no grease. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. Grease. I'm just. I'm just saying. You had an opportunity to. I'm just saying. You did trial by fire last week on the interior lineman against against Aaron Donald, and you found out what that grade was. 
I understand. I understand. Now, now remember what you said. Now, we fight Aaron Donald, and now we're going to another dog this week in Julio oh, Jones. Okay. I was... but, but, but then you got a grade. You figured out where you were offensive line-wise against the best. Next week and the week thereafter, we're going to be playing against these guys. The you got to figure, out where, you, you gotta figure right. out where your team is. You, you got to figure out. I agree. Out. I don't disagree. There you go. Rob? I love it. I love it. Um, defensively, you guys hit on it. Uh, and I'll just add Brandon Carr having an, a, another full week in practice. Mm-hmm. And maybe he can, can get some snaps. I don't know exactly what the rotation would look like. But he's a vet, and he can help in that coverage aspect for sure, in either corner or safety. Uh, offensively, I said it earlier in the week, I mean, they did some good things offensively. 380 yards they put themselves in position to score points last week. They missed a field goal. They got three points out of two different drives inside the Rams' 20. And if they can just cash in better, they'll, they'll be in better shape. Um, Zeke looked like a beast. He looked as good as I've seen him in years. Um, and CeeDee Lamb was really frustrated after the game, just on the conference call. You could tell he wasn't happy with some of the things uh, he didn't – plays he didn't make. He's very diligent. And and on top of that, he showed a lot of flashes in his first game. So mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to build on for him, too. There, there are a lot of positives I think they can build on. I love how two of the positives that you guys just gave were, were rookies. It was Trayvon Diggs along with, uh, with uh, C.D. Lamb, who, like you said, had those flashes, had those plays, had the longest reception out of any Cowboys receiver last Sunday, 33 yards in that first half. Hopefully they can recreate that a little bit against what I think is a susceptible secondary from Atlanta. I'm not scared by the rookie A.J. Terrell, Absolutely. at least not yet. Uh, I'm not scared about Isaiah Oliver. I think they're susceptible to the Cowboys wide receivers. It's just whether or not that offensive line can give Dak Prescott enough time to throw the football, Come and that's going to translate to success early on but when we come back here on talking cowboys we're going to talk about the keys to the game we're going to give each of our keys to the win coming up this sunday allowing the cowboys to get back to one and one we'll talk about it on the other side of the break when we come back here on talking cowboys since 1865 stetson hats are american made with pride right here in texas And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson Hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter. 10 bucks. Free shipping! Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. 
We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back to Talking Cowboys. If you're looking for something to change up your dinner routine, help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of the Star District restaurants. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside, pickup, and dine-in availability, visit thestardistrict.com. Once again, plenty of options over at the Star. Go check it out as we are Talking Cowboys the Friday before the Falcons game. Week 2, Cowboys 0-1, Falcons 0-1. Noon kickoff on Fox at AT AT&T Stadium. Fans will be in attendance, and the Cowboys will hopefully be back to 500. Now, we're going to give our keys to the game. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans, to how the Cowboys can get back to 500 and how they can take advantage of what is a susceptible Atlanta defense and what I think could be a susceptible offensive line. But Heckma, we're going to start with you. We're going to let you get the ball rolling here. What is your key to the game and how important is it that that gets done for the Cowboys to come out on top? Look, guys, if you if you look at the numbers from the Atlanta game, you uh, well, Isaiah will have you thinking that this Sunday the 72 Dolphins are coming into town. But they are not. <laughs> they are not. It's just the Atlanta Falcons. And let me tell you something about the Atlanta Falcons. And, and, and let me here's a question for you. If you look at the stat sheet, they had a gazillion yards, 100 yards here, 100 yards here, 100 yards there, rushing combined guys almost to 100 yards. It looks eerily familiar to another team that plays here in Dallas that also had a gazillion yards. But if you look at the stat sheet and you look at the end of the game, they were losing those games. And look, we're playing ourselves from last year, man. And this is an opportunity for us to exercise those demons. The key to the game is one Ezekiel Elliott, period. Feed the man the football. Put him in a position to be successful, and he's running angry. You could tell that he's heard all the whispers about all the other running backs that are quote-unquote better than him. No, they're not. And Ezekiel Elliott needs to have the platform to prove it. This week versus the, versus the, uh, the, versus the Falcons, that's what we have to give them, a healthy dose. And defensively, look, we brought in some guys – that we thought we were going to be getting a lot of, a lot out of in Poe that didn't prove it last week. Tristan yep. Hill that hey he left a lot lot of plays still to be desired to be made and we have to make those plays. So up front, I want to see my defense on the line of scrimmage and offensively, I want to see the the, the Cowboys feed Zeke. Heck, I, re- I I appreciate you saying that with your chest. I can feel your passion coming through when you start talking about Zeke. You know what I'm saying? I almost feel like you're about to go out and get a tattoo on your stomach or something like that. (laughs) Not on mine. Not on mine. No, but I I agree with you, man. I think that the Cowboys, 
Keller Moore. I think they were establishing the run last week. I think that they did a heck of a job giving Zeke the ball. He does look lighter. He does look more explosive. He does look like he is focused and on a mission to prove a point this year. It is a disappointment that they got away from that last week because there was never a point in the game where they were out of the game. Right, they were always relatively close. So for them to have gone away from the run, um, which, which had been very successful for them last week, I was very uh, disappointed in that. So I look forward to seeing Zeke, as we have said all off season, and we've said these for this first week now, going into the second week of the season, he is the backbone of this team. So when Zeke eats, everybody eats, right? Right. When Zeke's doing well and he's consistent and he gets his twenty five to twenty twenty five carries, guess what? Magic. The Cowboys is is doggone magic, and the Cowboys are going to do well. Even with our offensive line woes, right? We keep talking about the O-line. Mm -hmm. This goes from a great O-line to a good O-line. By no means do we have a bad O-line. There's not a bad O-line here, even with guys hurt. Even if Tyron Smith couldn't play, no, you don't have what you want. But guess what? You still have a good O-line. So these guys have more than enough, more than what they need hand the ball off to this dude, let him get his carries, let these guys get established, get confident in the front line, and then let's go play action and use your doggone receivers that you have out there. You know, Zeke said it in the offseason on Twitter, like, put some respect on my name. He's sick of hearing about everybody saying he's washed up or he wasn't uh, explosive last year. I think people forget, you know, no training camp probably affected him to some degree last year. Um, Isaiah, I was kind of curious, though, your thoughts on this because – some fans, media, want the Cowboys to throw more on first down. Yeah. You know, they think that it's 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 not efficient to to run Zeke, and I I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think you agree with that. And they, I think they, I think it was a perfect split. You know, sixteen and sixteen run pass on first down, and they were they were pretty successful doing that. So I I don't I don't really get it. I mean, I, I think with a back with a rookie free agent right tackle you're trying to create some balance and not have him in pass protection all the time right yeah absolutely i mean for everybody out there that wants to pass the ball or throw it around they, they just want to see these weapons get utilized right mm -hmm. they want to see gallup speed they want to see cooper getting down the field they want to see cd routing somebody up they there's they're they're anxious right they just like like we talked about right the on the on the other side of the ball you know they got these doggone rolls royce and these bentleys well you know the cowboys have theirs as well you know they got some lambos out there they got a couple of raris you know cd comes in as a mclaren you know uh so <laughs> i mean you mean you have some weapons and people want to see it understood understood but understand those weapons are absolutely nothing to to you unless you have this run game and by the way you have a top three running back arguably the best running back in the league in your backfield so you do not simply just go away from him you have to find a way for everybody to eat but in order for everybody to eat you got to feed the beast in the back hey rob i think those numbers that you're talking about was from those last year's statistics where on first down we were awful running the ball yeah, yeah. and so wanting to have more balance and i think they tried to find that i was su surprised to start the game we started the game off with a throw to amari cooper yeah you know so it, it, things have changed i think that kellen moore uh is going to just kind of settle down and get that play sheet that he that laminated play sheet going and listening to Mike McCarthy and everybody wanting to know how involved is he in the offensive play call, and he let it be known. This is by committee. By committee. He has a bunch of veteran coaches on his staff that are all there for Kellen Moore if he needs that help, but he has full confidence in, in Kellen Moore's play calling ability. Now, Rob, the stats, I've got those stats in terms of the, the difference between run and pass on first down from the Rams game. It was 17 runs. 
12 passes in terms of the first down play calling for the Cowboys on Sunday. I think the thing that gave me pause about it was just how efficient the Cowboys were throwing the football on first down. It was 11 of 12 Dak Prescott was on those 12 attempts. He was able to complete it 11 times. Now I know a lot of those were either check downs or just trying to get the ball out before the offensive line in the pocket started to collapse. However, the fact that he's so efficient and he's so quick at going through those reads and finding an open receiver and trying to get it into the hands of those receivers, those Bentleys, those McLarens, those those Lamborghinis, yes, I want to get the ball into their hands. I really do. I, I would take some pause when it comes to running the football more, but I'm okay with a 17-12 split. I'm okay with throwing the ball around a little bit and changing it up. That way it's not, hey, uh, let's ask the coach on Madden and run a a halfback dive right up the middle. (laughs) Let's not do that every single first down. But I still think there has to be that mixture back and forth. And I thought Sunday was actually a pretty good experience in terms of throwing the football on first down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think they did it less as the game went on, but I think it probably mm-hmm. had something to do with the pressure that they were getting in the trying to drop back, and, sure. and you're trying to you're trying to make it easier on your line and your quarterback to try to keep the defense honest a little bit. Um, in a perfect world, I think you probably want it 50-50, or maybe maybe if it's more your strength, if your protection is there, maybe it is passing on first down because I think they were at like 10-11 yards when they had completions, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. When they lose, this is this always comes up. This and creativity <laughs> and, 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 and pre-snap motion, which we got a dissertation from Mike McCarthy on that yesterday <laughs> in the press conference. I'm excited the fact that he will just answer that question yeah. with, you, yeah. with pre-snap motion because that's, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, I mean, he had enough uh, of it. But I think people want to see more of it. When you ask the question about the, uh, I believe it was Aaron Rodgers talked about how he's not used to seeing all the pre-snap motion and all of that for over the years with McCarthy. That was something that he didn't like to do. And McCarthy said, well, you know, when you're with someone for as long as I've been with him, maybe he just forgot that we did have a lot of pre-snap motion. So I, I appreciated him uh, returning a little bit of smoke back at, at A-Rod. And just because they're motion doesn't mean yeah, there's success. That's, that's I think, the biggest storyline uh, out of the week and what McCarthy's thinking. Isaiah, what do you have on the fact that there's no motion, no success? Uh, uh, listen here. <laughs> listen. First of all, I don't know say if people with your understand chest. Why, why. Say it with your chest. I, don't think, I think people just see stuff and they're like, oh, this team's doing a lot of this and they're successful, so why aren't we doing it? Yeah. You have to understand the reasoning behind motions, right? You're, you're motioning, right? Whether you have two plays called, right? You're motioning to see matchups. You're motioning to see coverage. You're motioning to get leverage, right? You're motioning to widen out certain defenders so that you can run the ball. There's a lot of different reasons why you motion. So you, it's not just for show. It's not just something you do just because. Just he has his reasons. If he's not doing it, he has his reasons as well. He probably sees what he wants. He probably has the defense aligned the exact way in which he wants them to be aligned. So why would you motion into something that's not favorable for you? Mm-hmm. So I understand people want to see stuff like Kansas City and, and, and the, the, the Rams, you know, these offenses that are running around, ripping and running. We're not them. Right. We're not them. We're not built that way. That's not how we operate. And we don't need to operate that way. We are who we are. And these guys are going to be perfectly fine. They're going to be successful. Now, Kyle, to your point, in terms of everybody that's looking forward to seeing people pass more. Yeah. You're going to get your wish this week. There's going to be a lot more man coverage this week. There's going to be a lot more pressure from Atlanta. So there's going to be a lot of big play opportunities that guys are going to have to make it off the ball. CD, Gallup, Coop. They're going to have opportunity to prove themselves and and, and defend everybody that's out there saying that they need to get the ball more. 
I hope you're right. I want to see it. I want to see these wide receivers utilized. I want to see them take up a defense and uh, take advantage and have that separation and have those type of plays that we saw last year. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Sure. We lost Blake Jarwin, and I, I hate that for Blake, but I still think this wide receiving core is not going to see any kind of setback in terms of losing Blake Jarwin as an added weapon. Now, Rob, Quickly, before we head into this final segment, what is your key to the game, and how do the Cowboys get the dub on Sunday? I'll just go quick. We talked about uh, third down and red zone offensively. Just taking advantage of your opportunities. I think they were 3 of 12 on third down, and that's just, mm-hmm. that's just not going to cut it. Um, and so you just you got to be better on second down to be able to get there into more manageable situations. Defensively, um, I, I, obviously the receivers are, the, are what jumps out at you with Atlanta. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Smith spoke to this yesterday, and I agree, you got to stop the run. They tried to establish Todd Gurley, Atlanta did, in week one, and the game got away from them. Um, when the Cowboys don't stop the run, regardless of what else an opponent has offensively, they seem to struggle throughout their defense, whether it's tackling, whether it's just being assignment sound. So it starts there. They've got to be better that way. And we've talked about that interior uh, run defense, too. That's got to be short up this week, too. All right, Isaiah, what's your keys to the game? Uh, my keys to the game on the offensive side of the ball, um, I think that is going to be difficult to establish the run this week. I truly do believe wow. it's going to be difficult to, to establish a run just because of the pressure that Atlanta is going to bring. I mean, if you watched the game last week against Seattle, um, they didn't let Carson get off at all. Right? They, didn't, they didn't let him do anything running-wise. They played eight men in the box and, and manned up on their guys and said, hey, beat me over the top, which, you know, DK Metcalf was able to beat him over the top a couple of times, right? But, <laughs> yes. uh, I mean, but, that's, but that's what they're going to force you to do. They're going to force you to throw a low-percentage pass in order to beat them. Uh, so if these guys are going to have an opportunity to go out there and make some plays as receivers, I think we have to assure that up. You need, and in, in order to do that, you've got to be able to protect Dak, right? But he's not going to have a whole lot of time to get the ball out of his hands. So we'll see what happens there. On the defensive side of the ball, Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan, absolutely. I, I think that I think that Poe's heard enough critics uh, this week. I think the interior D linemen have heard enough. Uh, Tristan Hill, he did a great job in terms of just hustling last week. I don't think that, I think he just might have, have some technique things he needs to sure up. Um, but Nolan has a lot to prove. I think he has to show up and show out and, and give not only Cowboys Nation confidence, but he has to instill confidence in his guys on defense that he's the right man for the job and that he will make sure that they get the things done against this potent offense. I agree and with I you. I think Seattle abandoned the run. Uh, Seattle abandoned the run versus Atlanta because I don't believe that Russell Wilson could believe his eyes in that soft coverage that Atlanta was running. And even Carson had his opportunities in the passing game last week. So that's where I see, that's why I'm saying Ezekiel Elliott has has an opportunity to make some really big plays and continue to move the chains. But defensively, one of the keys is, man, get off the damn field. Just get off the field. If you can win on third down, Get off the field and give the offense the ball back, man. We'll have success uh, this Sunday. I I agree. And I think the run game is going to be crucial for the Cowboys because it is going to be difficult. It's not going to be an easy task. I mean, they held uh, Seattle to 84 yards. That's the sixth lowest total in the NFL last week. So I think overall, if if you're able to establish a run, I think it opens up a world of possibilities for the Cowboys offense and really getting those receivers into the ball game early often and throughout the course of Sunday afternoon. Now, when we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we'll give you our game picks. I was the only one that got one right last week. I wasn't happy about it, but I got it right. I'm going to see if I can get it right again when we come back here on Talking Cowboys. (laughs) 
I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering from AT&T Stadium this week with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lenses for you. See more, do more Essilor. There are going to be fans in the stands at AT AT&T Stadium this week as the Cowboys take on the Falcons. Thank goodness football is back in Texas physically back in Texas. It's been back for a while, but at least pro football is being played in Texas, and there's going to be fans allowed. Hope everybody stays safe. Stay socially distant. The safe stadium guidelines are out on the website as well. Go check those out before you head to AT&T Stadium. But, man, it's going to be a fun week, and I'm excited about it. As we get into this weekend, though, it's time for our Friday Pick'ems, and it's time to decide whether or not the Cowboys will be 1-1 one and one heading into Week 3 against the Seattle Seahawks, or they'll be... Oh, and two. Isaiah Stanback. I want to hear from you first. The former Cowboy himself, Super Bowl champion. Who do you have on mm. Sunday afternoon? Who you got, Coach? <sighs> well, well, first, I'm going to say, uh, Kyle, uh, kudos to picking the Cowboys losing last week. Way to go, Kyle. Way to go, Way Kyle. Way to freaking go. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> Apologize, but I'm on and oh, so it's cool. I... You are one to know. Uh, I don't like this matchup. I don't like this matchup. I'm torn. I got to tell you, I'm torn. Uh, but I know Heck's going to say, hurry up. So I I am going to – uh, I'm going to say the Cowboys will – they will win off of big plays 24-21 because they're at home and they're going to feed off this crowd. Um, but I am really torn. I don't like the matchup. All right, Heckma. 
Oh no, actually, Rob. Let's go. Let's go to Rob first. Heckman wanted to go last. Isaiah, you got your crystal ball there. Can you help me I, out? It is very cloudy. I don't. I don't. I don't like this matchup. I really don't. It's really going to come down to if the, our five guys can make big plays. If they can't, if they can't convert on some big some big plays down the field. Can, can you tell me if Tyron Smith is going to play? <laughs> no, he's, he's playing. <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bank on that. If T- Tyron Smith plays and he is Tyron Smith or close to it, then I'll go with the Cowboys, but I'm with you. I mean, there's some matchups you don't like so much. Um, I do think the Cowboys, like you've said, have the opportunity in man coverage to make plays down the field in the passing game. And I just I think they're going to be – at home with some fans there, I think they're just going to be more efficient offensively. So I'll mm-hmm. go Cowboys 27-24. Okay, right. well, before we get to, to Heckma here, Rob, you, you sounded like if Tyron Smith doesn't play, you would pick Atlanta. Is that true? Do you think if Tyron Smith is not available on Sunday, you would reverse your pick? I'm not saying you're allowed to do that, I- but would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could do a quick podcast on Sunday morning. Um, <laughs> no, I, I uh, yeah, I'd have concerns because I think you'd have. We've seen it before with Lyle and Tyron both out you, against the Jets. I mean, you have to. It affects the what you can do down the field because you're having to probably protect both edges and and devote some more guys inside. So if that's what they would have to do, I'd have more concerns about being as explosive offensively as I think they can be. But I'll still mm-hmm. stick with them. We got we got to have it. We got to have it, Rob. So we may have to do an emergency <laughs> podcast on Sunday just to cover you, uh, dog. But uh, hey, it's it's on me. And one of the things that I know about this matchup, and and you've seen the statistics, and if you read your ticker on NFL Network, they will tell you that Dak Prescott has not thrown a touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons in his last two meetings. His uh, only two him. meetings. I think that changes. His only, yeah, his only two, his only two meetings against him, and Sunday I think we're going to have a change. Michael Gallup has a lot of opportunity in front of him, and I think that we're going to go into a high-scoring matchup. But I see the Cowboys winning 35-27. Mm, 35-27, I like it. And here's the thing, uh, Dak Prescott. Sure, he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass against Atlanta throughout those two meetings. He's one and one in those meetings. I will say. He also hasn't thrown an interception either. So you got the glass half empty, half full, however you want to see it. Uh, I think he's actually played okay whenever he's had a chance. Remember, one of those two games, the one that they lost, was the game that he was sacked eight times for 50 yards back in 2017. So it wasn't necessarily a chance for him to throw the football. I hope it doesn't look like that on Sunday. Now, I've been asked this quite a bit in terms of where I'm going to pick this game, because I did pick the Rams last week, and I I did have a gut feeling about the Cowboys that wasn't a positive gut feeling. I was a little scared going into last week, and what I ended up seeing was kind of what I was scared about. And so a lot of people were giving me flack, like you, Isaiah Stanback, for saying, hey, good job on picking the Cowboys losing. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't pick the Cowboys to lose because it was my gut feeling. I've got another gut feeling this week. And, I Uh I mean, when you talk about Julio Jones and you talk about Matt Ryan and that wide receiving core going up against his secondary. Don't do it. And you talk about the defensive line from Atlanta going up against the offensive line from this Cowboys team that is just straight banged up. I mean, Tyron Smith might be out. Connor Williams didn't look great. Oh, my God. We're calling it a season right now. You look at right tackle Malik Collins – or, excuse me, Lyle Collins is still out, and we still don't know what's going on at right tackle. Uh I still think – 
With all of those problems, I think the Cowboys get a win on Sunday, and I think they bounce okay. back right, and get right, back now, to 500. I think they get a dub, and I don't even really think it's close. I think the Cowboys offense starts firing at all cylinders, even with some of the backups in the offensive line, because I think now they're ready for it. I think now they know, hey, we're a little banged up on the offensive line. I think it's going to change the play calling. I, like I think that. there's going to be a different feel for the Cowboys offense on Sunday and I think they come out on top 41-24 final score Cowboys get Ooh, back to 500 and then we turn back around yeah we get our first 40 burger of the season and then we turn back around and I think the Cowboys might have a chance to win on the road against Seattle we'll get to that when we get to the point two and then all of a sudden you're two and one you're feeling great about your team so I, that's where I'm at I think they turn it around I think the Cowboys get a dub on Sunday. Did I fake you out? Did I get a good Lee Corso fake out there? No, you did. You did. Oh, you did. I wish you had had the hat. You, 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 you pulled a, up, a cowboy hat from under your desk. <laughs> I would have screamed, yo. I'm telling you. That was that was awesome. That was awesome. So I like that. Uh, ultimately, it's going to be a fun matchup. I think these are two very evenly yeah. matched teams. And, and, I mean, we all picked the Cowboys, I believe, uh, except for Rob, who's like a 50-50 based off of Tyron Smith. But uh, No, I got him. I yeah. got him. Oh, he's I got, got him. him all the way through. That's what I like to hear. So, hopefully, we're yeah. all uh, we're all 2-0. and Oh, wait. Uh, I guess you guys would be 1-1. One and one. I would be 2-0, and hopefully, Ooh. by the end of Sunday. Yes, I am keeping track. Shame. I am keeping Word. track. That's what we do. That's well, what we you, know, do. you know, wow. you know. What he's doing, you know what he's doing. He's just trying to protect his lead. Wow, I am. So you know, first, I'm, first you that's all he's doing. At us. That's the shirt at us. Do you throw that shade at us? Okay, that's what's up. <laughs> Rob, that's all he's doing, Rob. Yeah. I'm protecting Worst the Worst case, he's tied with us next week. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Guys, it's been a whole lot of fun all week long here on Talking Cowboys. Join us Monday, 9.30. We're going to break down whether or not the Cowboys won or lost. We're going to give it to you straight. We're going to say it with our chest like we do every single day here on Talking Cowboys. But tune into the game. If you're going to the game, be safe. Wear a mask. Continue to socially distant. Please stay safe. That way we can continue to have fans in the stands like we will on Sunday. I'm not sure what the, the, the specific amount is if it's even been announced. But be safe going to Safe Stadium. Look at all the guidelines. Follow those to AT. And then we'll get ready for football and kickoff is at noon on Fox. But for Heckma Harrison, for Rob Phillips and Isaiah Stanback, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We'll see you Monday. Go Cowboys here on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!